Good morning, church family. So good to see you in the house of the Lord today. Uh, And I have walked around and looked. uh, Listen, we need to fill out care cards, okay? So right in front of you should be a care card. It should be an ink pen close by. And if you are a guest in the house, say, oh, I've been here six times. Well, would you mind filling out one more? Uh, I don't wish this on you, okay? But I try my best to keep up with names and places, and the older I get, the worse shape I get in. But I'm doing good for the shape I'm in. And somebody said, what kind of shape you in? I said, the best you ever seen. Um, my boys see their friends say, how's your daddy? I said, you tell them that your daddy is in the fallen stage of his life. You know, you go to the doctor now, and one of the questions they always ask, have you fallen lately? <laughs> I said, I fell three times this week. Oh, what, you did? I said, yeah, I can't pick my feet up. Was you dizzy? I said, no. <laughs> it just happens, you know. The older we get, the worse shape we get in. If I was going to have a hip replacement, I believe I'd want them both done, and I'd want kangaroo hips. <laughs> you know, if I want to get over here real quick, I'd just hop over there, you know. <laughs> wow. Praise God for the electricity. Now, some of you didn't have power this morning, all right? Uh, it's amazing. I went to... Uh, I water picked my teeth and I filled it up with water and I reached to turn it on. <laughs> there went the power. Lynn had her curves picked up, plugged up. There went the curlers. She just had to roll it with cold curlers. And bless her heart, I, we both come out and I'm thinking, I don't know that my tie's tied right. I don't know that my shirt's buttoned up with the buttons right. Uh, picking out colors with a flashlight. Colors look different in the in the in the light. I mean, in, in a, with a flashlight. How does my hair look? I said, Well, it looks okay. The shape it's in. I mean, what do you do? Somebody said I started not to come because I didn't have power. Now nobody in here is old enough to remember when we did not have power, right? Did I see a hand? Okay, Mr. Vince, he was raised up. Hey, he's 105 and still going. He's not quite figured out what a switch is, but he's working on it. <laughs> well, praise God for a power. Not only this power, but the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? Hey, he don't never go off. He never sends a bill. and never goes up. All right, don't forget our... Uh, Baby shower um, for Matt and Brooke uh, this evening in the fellowship hall, 6 o'clock. Now, many of you don't come to these showers. Now, why don't you? And then you tell me, say, I don't know who these people are. That's the best way I know to get to know people is to come to these showers and fellowship with one another. So please, no, we're not going to have a big old meal, okay? But just come, find you a spot. And then go talk to somebody you don't know. You may discover they've been a member here a year. It doesn't matter. You say, well, I'm sorry I didn't know you. And the care cards, please fill those out. Uh, Vacation Bible School meeting in here, 5 p.m. this evening. If you plan to help out or want to help out, maybe you haven't signed up to help out, come anyway. 
we need all the volunteers that we can uh, to help us uh, through this uh, time vacation Bible school. And we're looking forward to a great uh, number. I don't want to call the name of the church, but they've already had the vacation Bible school. And uh, the pastor that we know real well called and talked to Lynn and said, guess what? Said, our little children took up $500 in vacation Bible school to give to Ernest. And let me tell you, uh, we got a word from Ernest. The goal has been met and gone over to rebuild the church. Now, they're not going to rebuild it on the same property because it was all rented. So they have money now to rebuild, and they're looking for some property where they can purchase it and have it for their own self. If nothing else, they got places to sit. And over 600 metal chairs is somewhere between here and Cameroon uh, on a, a, a boxed-in trailer. So praise God for all of that, that what God's doing. Does anybody else have a spoken announcement that uh, you need to make? Children having a watermelon fellowship. Anyone else? Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming today. Um, best place I know to be on Sunday morning. There are other places, but I like this place. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit of God that you sent. When you got home, Jesus, that you sent the Holy Spirit. Thank you for that power. Thank you for those utility keepers who got our power going back this morning. So much, Father, we take for granted. Thank you for those who've chosen to come this way today. Thank you for our guest. And Lord, we just uh, offer this entire service up to you that you might receive all the glory and the praise. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Brother Dean. <clears throat> to God be the glory. Let us stand. <clears throat> Oh, my God.
service this morning. I pray that you fill this room and fill our hearts and our minds to, to hear your word this morning. Lord, I just pray that you take these tithes and offerings and use them to further your kingdom. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Our second hymn is changed from what's in the bulletin. It's by request, and that's 603 if you're looking in your book, and it's when we all get to heaven. Let us stand and we'll sing when we all get to heaven.
back. You may be seated. Hey, what a song. All right, it's uh, time for our prayer time. Um, I invite you, I encourage you uh, to come to the altar at this time. Um, it's just something about bringing our prayers and our concerns uh, to the altar over, over, and over in the uh, Old Testament talks about the altar and how they went to the altar. It was important. Brother Ray Lewis will be coming to lead us this morning. Of course, we continue to pray for our government officials, our military, our law enforcement, our first responders, um, our farmers, our teachers and students as they're out of school now for the summer. Uh, our doctors, our nurses, our shut-ins, uh, our choir, uh, God's Word, those that are on vacation, our guest, uh, our deacon nomination, that flyer is in your bulletin, and you need to take care of that. Our vacation Bible school that's just right around the corner for us. Our the youth mission trip. Um, also, as I made mention of, I praise God that the goal for the Cameroon Church has been met. And also, uh, Brother Pete Cobb passed out in the Sunday school uh, room this morning. And uh, thank goodness for our guys that know what to do was there for him. And the rescue squad came also, and uh, they checked him out. I think it was, the problem was his blood pressure. And, uh, but Mr. Roy Standridge, uh, they, they, Mr. Pete walked out on his own this morning. Um, uh, Mr. Roy was taking him home. So... Uh, pray for Mr. Pete because uh, he's a caregiver for his precious wife. Uh, it's important that uh, he can be feeling good to, in order to help her. You pray for the reading of God's Word this morning and any concerns you might have on your heart. And Brother Ray, you come and lead us, please. Powerheads. God, we thank you so much for a, an awesome morning, Lord, already an awesome morning of praise and worship, Lord, and uh, I'm so happy to be a part of this church that loves to worship you, God, and love to sing these these praises and these songs, Lord, and um, just lifts our spirit, and I just, I thank you for this family, Lord, that I'm, I'm a part of, and thank you for Kenny, Lord, and the, um, the love that he has for you, God, and the love that he has for each and every one of us, Lord, and I'm just um, so looking forward to his message this morning and and uh, hearing you speak through him, Lord, and uh, we uh, we have lots of requests to lift up to you this morning, Lord, um, and it's easy to sit here and get bogged down in all the things that we need and and uh, all the prayer requests, Lord, but I want to I want to get bogged down, Lord, in, in the things to be thankful for, Lord, the the blessings you have bestowed upon us. Uh, we have so much um, in, a, in a world that is dark and seemingly getting darker, Lord. I just, um, I know I'm so thankful, God, that you have blessed me, my family, my church family. You've blessed us in so many, many ways, Lord, and I just, I'm so thankful for that. Thank you for pouring your love out on us. But we do have requests, Lord, and, and there's those that are hurting, those that are sick, those that are away from church this morning that I'm sure would love to be here, Lord, and I just ask your blessings upon them, Lord. I just ask that you, you lay your healing hand on those that need it and ease the grief that 
some are feeling out there this morning with the loss of a loved one. And uh, certainly lift up Mr. Pete to you this morning, Lord, and I, I pray that he's going to be okay. And I'm, I'm glad, Lord, that he uh, didn't have to go to the hospital. But um, just just pray you give him the rest that he needs, Lord. Again, just, uh, just pray that you... Uh, Lift our spirits, Lord, in this service this morning. Mine are already lifted, and, and uh, so thankful to be here. Thank you for loving us, Lord. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. children there and his smile drives their sorrows all away and they tell me that no tears ever come again in that lovely land of unclouded days
the music been great this morning. Wow. God is so good. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the book of Joshua. Joshua. Right after Deuteronomy. In the Old Testament, in the front end. We've had Father's Day. We've had Mother's Day. Both of those heads represent a home. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. A Christ-centered home. Joshua 24, 14. This is Joshua's last message before we died. I will not be able to choose where I will die or how I will die. But I hope it's somewhere in this area right here. Doing what I love to do, sharing God's Word. Joshua 24:14 Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods you notice the little letter <clears throat> which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. And then Joshua said, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For the Lord our God, it is he who brought us up and our fathers out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage who, and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way wherein we went and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out from before all us all the people, even the Amorites, and dwelt in the land. Therefore will ye also serve the Lord. And the reason is, for He is our God. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us to concentrate, to do our best, to have a Christ-centered home. Lord, we know we're not perfect. We know that sin dwells among us. And I pray that you'd help us to look to you for guidance and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Well, in this day in which we live in, I don't have to tell you that sin is rampant. Uh, you see it on TV. You see it on big billboard signs. Uh, you hear it in the news. Uh, you see it in the newspaper. Uh, there's more bad than there are good. I wish I could say, you know, I was raised in a 100% Christ-centered home. But I wasn't. And neither was Lynn. But it's amazing to me what God has done back then, what He's doing now, and what He will do if we do like Joshua said, as for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. And I wrote down one day at a time. How do you get from where we are to where we hope to be as a family? Now, you might say, well, I don't have a family. I'm, I'm alone. I live alone. I'm a single person. You're still family. You're still family. And when I think about those things in the years that uh, uh, Lynn and I are growing up, and, and it's amazing, uh, you know, so many people, now don't misunderstand me, there's nothing wrong with this. There are so many people who marry outside their community, their state, even their nation. Okay? If that's what God wants you to do, then that's what you need to do. But I'm thankful, I, I say it many times, I am thankful that I married somebody who was raised up within a mile and a half of each other. No, we didn't know that. And something else that might shock you that Lynn and I didn't know until we've probably been married 35, 40 years. She and I had the same great, great, great grandparents. You know what that makes us? Third cousins. <laughs> hey, we laughed about it. I said, well, what do you think we ought to do? <laughs> so we're not going to change nothing. Everything's working great. <laughs> we're not going to change anything. <laughs> well, when I think about what God and who God blessed me with, you know, a truly Christian home is where sinners live. I want you to get that. Where sinners live. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That don't leave out of one of us. That doesn't leave out not one home. But I'm going to tell you what blesses me, okay? All of you bless me. I'm I'm serious. As uh, Brother Ray pray, I love every one of you that's in this building right now. I truly do. And so does Lynn. I tell her sometimes, I said, you're doing more ministry with the church than I am. Well, y'all remember how you got how you got here. She got 75% of the vote and I got 25. <laughs> you know, we got married. We promised to go wherever each other would go. We promise to live together. We promise to serve the same God. We promise to be faithful to God, to be faithful to His house. And if God bless us with children, we would do our best to raise and train them up in the way they should go when they're old, that they not depart from it. We made that vow right in an altar. And we made that vow before God and before witnesses. Now, I don't want you to plan to lay out on July the 11th. If I live July the 11th at 11 o'clock in the morning, I've had the invitation to go back home to the church where Lynn and I got married, to the church where our oldest son was dedicated, and to the church where I surrendered to preach. Mac's going to be preaching, but I want you to pray for that, okay? I'm, I'm going back home. I'm going back 
where, where Lynn and I were raised, okay? Now, I talked about her home and my home. We never were, either one of us, forbidden to go to church. Okay, we, our parents saw to it. If they didn't take us, they went with us, okay? I, know, I really never, ever remember being dropped off and then come back and pick you up. I know it's a good thing I'm not God or I distract him where he needs to be struck. But I think sometimes how sad it is, how sad it is when you see a husband drive up and let his wife and children out and he goes off. How sad it is. The question is, are you striving to have a Christian, Christ-centered home? The best we can do with that, let me tell you something, the devil will see to it that it gets tore up. The devil will see to it that you will no longer love him or her and so you separate and go your own ways, okay? The devil will see to it. But I thank God this morning that I serve a God who loves me and who says I forgive you. But that doesn't give me any excuse for not continuing to strive for a Christ-centered home. It's important. It's important to me. It's important to the Lord. But keep in mind, a Christ-centered home is where sinners live. Now, I want to give you four little simple things. You should have your outline in place there. A Christ-centered home, first of all, is where Christians hear the call to loyalty. Where Christians hear the call to loyalty. Now, what does that mean? Listen, I'm going to stand before God. Those songs we've been singing this morning about heaven and going to heaven, walking on the street of gold and all of that, is that real? Yes, it's real. Just as real as you sitting right here this morning. I want to be loyal to Lynn, okay? Listen, we were married five years before Josh came along. But guys, you listen. Every day when I got off of work, I made a beeline for home. You know why? Because there was somebody there waiting on me that loved me. Now, I did do a sidetrack every once in a while to a little old place called the Dog Pound in Greenville. I left the, my bricklaying job, and I'd go through the Dog Pound, had a drive through and I'd get a peanut butter milkshake. I was about probably 30 miles from home, and hey, mm, they done tore it down now. But I enjoyed that milkshake. But I'm saying, I went home. Out of loyalty for the one who said, I want to go where you go. I want to love you. And even now, when I get finished, I want to go home. I tell her many times, this place is not the same when I walk in and you're not here yet. 
There's two things I can smell when I walk in the house, okay? I can smell her. If she's cooking, I smell what she's cooking. I want to be loyal to her. So long as you both shall live. That's what the Bible says. It has never, ever been a question in our household, are we going to church tomorrow? Only God knows how I felt on Easter Eve, that was Saturday night, when I was so sick I couldn't sit up, I couldn't lay down, I couldn't walk without pain. Terrible pain. Lord, at 4 o'clock for a Sunday morning, I said, God, if you want me to be at church, you're going to have to fix it. I can't fix it. I took everything imaginable for indigestion. We got up, regular time, still sick. Lynn said, what, 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 what are you going to do? I said, I, I can't go to church. I'm in such pain, I can't hardly stand my own self. She said, what about the sunrise service? I said, you can do it. Oh, no, no, I can't do it. Well, we, we <clears throat> talked back and forth. And Lynn's a praying woman, okay? She said, well, let me see your notes. And the rest of it's history. You all, I wasn't here. You all that were here, you heard, okay? You heard. You know why she did that? Out of loyalty for her husband. Ladies, you need to honor and love and have loyalty for your man. You say, you don't know my man. He's sorrier than dirt. Lay in the dirt with him. Pray with him to help him get up out of the dirt. Listen. I believe in the man ought to be the head of the house. But he better love that queen so that queen can honor and respect and be loyal to him. No, things don't always go well. They don't always go well. Why do things happen like they do? I don't know. I wish I did know. I got a big knot right there. I was working on, a, on an old uh, vice. I had it loose. I laid it up on the shelf. <laughs> About that time, my phone rings. I'm trying to get it out, and I bent over like this. And it, all this happened at the same time. Lynn says, where are you? Bam! I thought, God, God, I, I, I said, I'm up here to barn. What do you want? <laughs> Pain drove me to be ugly to her. And I showed her and I told her later. I said, I'm so sorry. I was ugly. It's okay. I was just wondering where you were. I know men, okay? I've been around them a long time. It ain't none of her business where I am. Oh, yes, it is. If you're married to her, you owe her your loyalty. She needs to know where you are. Hey, when we first started out, there was not even pagers. And if I had anything going on, I made sure I got to a payphone. Didn't cost but a dime to call her to let her know, here, here's what's happened, here's where I am, I'll be home as soon as possible. But now, guys, hey, you have no excuse. It is her business to know where I am 24-7. It's my business to know where she is 24-7. A lot of times she won't answer the phone because you all are more important than I am. 
Y'all tell her. Go ahead and tell her because I know you're going to. <laughs> I call and get an answer machine. I tell her many times, I said, one of these days, I'm going to be laying in the ditch dying, and I just want to tell you goodbye, and I love you, and you won't even get the message. I'm sorry I was talking to so-and-so and couldn't get off. We've been in this county this month, June, this month, this month, 39 years ago. I made a loyal commitment to God. I'll go where you send me. I'll go where you want me to go. And I'm thinking, look what I have done. Well, when I think about the the call to loyalty, the first thing there uh, is... uh, they fear the Lord. You know, fear is a, a, a big thing. I'm not afraid of God, but I fear what God can do if I don't do what He's asking me to do. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Okay? The second thing under there, uh, they serve the Lord. They not only fear the Lord, but they serve the Lord. And you know, it's important to serve Him. Serve Him how? What does the Bible say? Serve Him how? Come on. Gladness, come on, serve him with gladness. Come before his presence with singing and thanksgiving. Well, you know, we we fear the Lord, we serve the Lord, and then thirdly there, uh, we need to put away the false gods. You know, that's what he said in the scripture right there. Are you going to serve the Lord or are you going to serve the, the gods that your father served over on the other side of the river before you crossed the river, before you got out of Egypt? Are you going to serve them gods? A little letter? You know, so many times we have things that take us away from church. Now, I know people sick, working on vacation. Hey, it's vacation time. I understand that. Uh, Lord willing, hopefully we're going to get a few days to go somewhere. If we don't, it's okay. But I think about those things. And, and one of the most pitiful excuses I hear. Missed you last Sunday night. Well, we had company to come. Company, church starts at 6. Would you please come and go with us? If you can't go with us, you stay right here. We'll be back. Is that rude or is that loyalty? I say that's loyalty. Well, our company came from out of town and they didn't have clothes to wear. And I'm thinking, wonder what they look like naked. (laughs) They didn't have no clothes to wear. Listen. I tell, I look at people that I'm witnessing to out there and encourage anybody, and I say, what you got on will work fine. What you got on will work fine. We are looking, a lot of times we're looking for an excuse not to be loyal. But it's important. Secondly, we're talking about a Christ-centered home. It's a place where Christians heed, H-E-E-D, okay, heed The challenge to make decisions. Heed the challenge to make decisions. Lynn will tell me many times, she said, you're you're the head of the house. You make decisions. I said, well, listen, I'm going to make this decision. And I want you to tell me how you feel about my decision. Sometimes she said, I think that's great. Let's do it. Sometimes you say, well, have you thought about this or this? And hey, a lot of times, no, I hadn't. Let's, let's think about it. Let's talk about this. Okay? 
I love her. She loves me. And I love it when she says, well, this is what I'd like to do. Many times we're getting ready to go out to eat. I say, where do you want to go? It don't matter. I say, how about McDonald's? Well, I did. I said, well, I ask you. I ask you just to see what she'd say. Just to get her stirred up and riled and raring to go. Hey, she is so much fun. Let me tell you, I was a fraidy cat. I was a teenager trying to date her. I was a fraidy cat. She wanted to go to the fair. I don't care nothing about the fair, but she wants to go to the fair. So we went to the fair. I'm going to tell you right now, no wonder my stomach tore up even today. There was not one thing that she would not ride, and she wanted me to ride with her. I had watched the bullet many times as a young'un, twisting and turning. She said, I want to ride the bullet. Just get in line. Ooh. I got on there, and I put my hands right here, and I twisted her up and held on. My goodness, a lie. And then we went from there to the Ferris wheel, the double Ferris wheel. Why? I just want to be loyal to her. I mean, I like this carousel thing, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I I like those kind of things. Something that's, that's easy. But you know what makes marriage good? It's when the tough times come and you got her or you got him by your side who loves you and who's going to follow you and who's going to be there with you. Listen, young people, you find you somebody who loves God and loves his house and loves the parents. You find anything outside of that, you're asking for trouble. Some of you, your spouse is lost right now. If he or she were to die right now, they'd be in hell. Are you happy with that? The answer to that question is no. Am I doing anything about that? Sometimes the answer to that question is no. Then in another question, why aren't you? Because it makes her or him mad. Okay, we don't want to make them mad, so we tell them to the face, I love you. And I pray for you, but I don't want to be separated from you in eternity. Challenge to make decisions. Decisions are never easy. It's never easy. Uh, You know, when I think of making a a challenge to make decisions, you know, we we make choices whether to serve the devil or serve Jesus. We make choices whether we want to go to heaven or whether we want to go to hell. We make choices. It's decisions. One decision after another. I thought when I surrendered to preach, that was it. I didn't have to worry about another decision. <laughs> Next decision came. Are you going to move or are you going to stay where you are? I had this crazy idea. We had a print shop. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We're going to open up that print shop. We're going to have Christian books in there. And I'm going to witness to people coming in and out. And I think that will do it. That didn't work. That wasn't what God wanted. Challenge to make decisions. Uh, you know, 
How many people would raise your hand right now that you want to go to heaven? Probably not a soul in here that would not raise their hand. How many of you want to go to heaven right now? Well, I ain't sure I want to go right now. Decisions brings about challenges that will cause us to to grow. you know, I've seen Lynn grow in the Lord. She's seen me grow in the Lord. I've seen our boys grow in the Lord. And, and you know, they're praying boys. Daddy, I got a prayer request. Here's, here's the person. I'll be praying for them. Why? They were raised that way. Challenge to make decisions have not always been easy and never will be easy. It's so important to stick with what we are trying to do for Jesus Christ. We need, as Christian parents, we need to help our children with their decisions. Some of you know, some of you don't know. You know, I love to brag on my family. And my uncle said, if you can brag without lying, it's okay to brag. Caleb was double fast in high school. Double fast. Fastest runner on the team. They wanted him to play football. Daddy, what do you think? I, they, they want me to, they want me to play football. I said, "Well, first of all, Caleb, baseball is number one for me. Football, I said, if you're going to play, I will be there to root and cheer you on. But I said, I have seen a lot of football players be injured to the point they never get over it. I said, but now if that's the, what you want to do, I will back you in your decision if that's what you decide." Well, he chose not to. <laughs> now he says, Daddy, I wish I'd have never picked up a baseball bat. I wish I'd have played golf. Decisions. But I tell him, I said, but you made me happy. You made me happy. I used to sit up on top of the dugout at West Oak High School. Home, playing home. And I'd video everything. If I saw something I didn't like, I'd shout out, How'd it clear? Well, see, I was up on a dugout by myself. I couldn't, nobody there to gouge and say, You need to settle down. At high school graduation this time, Josh's youngest daughter was graduating, and of course, Dr. Blackwell said he didn't want people hollering and shouting and whistling because you might. Dampened the name that was following that name. But he told Alyssa, he said, I'm going to be listening for your granddaddy. <laughs> said, I just know he's going to shout, Hallelujah! Well, she came across there. Be honest with you, I didn't even think about that. If I had, I'd have said it. But I just hollered, Alyssa! <laughs> she said, I heard you, granddaddy. <laughs> said, Dr. Blackwell said, I heard your name, but I didn't hear Ida Claire. He said, I'd love to hear that one more time. You know, it brings about decisions. People remember who you are. They remember what you are and how you were. Well, okay, but what about now? The decisions that I've made to follow the Lord Jesus were not easy. Once I knew God and said, this is it. And God said, yeah, okay, this is it. The next scene that still flashes in my heart and my mind is Lynn in her closet, on her knees, crying. 
and she didn't want to go. But when I told her, I said, listen, I'm going to call the chairman and tell him we're not coming. Real stern, she said, no, you're not. If that's what God wants, she said, it's not going to be easy. It's not easy for me, but we're going to do it. We're going to go where God wants us to go. And I look back now and I thought, my goodness, praise God. A Christ-centered home is where we hear we ought to be loyal. It's also where we heed the challenge to make decisions. But thirdly, it's where Christians are reminded what God has done. Think about it for a moment. Think about what God has done. Now, I don't, I don't want, I wouldn't pick on anybody, but I pick on people because I love them. <clears throat> we're in our 11th year here. Mally, how old were you 11 years ago? 12. 11. She stood right here, about that tall, singing with her daddy. I've watched her. Now she can sing without her daddy. Well, what if she hadn't started with her daddy? I praise God as I look out and I see all of you, whether children, teenagers, adults, you have no clue how it blesses me as a pastor to see you growing in the Lord, to see families coming together, to see mama and daddy encouraging children and having children here and there and doing things. I feel sorry for for our teenagers that are not involved in our youth group. You know whose fault that is? You as parents. You know, we're to train them up. It don't say, now let them have their way. Uh, Just let them do what they want to. And when they get old, you'll be very sorry. Well, it's where Christians are reminded of what God has done for them. You see, according to the scripture, first thing I noticed there, God brought them up out of Egypt. Egypt was a horrible place. You know, they had to make brick out of mud and straw. And the slaves and what have you would get them the mud and the straw, and then they had to make the brick. The children of Israel had to make the brick. But then Pharaoh was so ugly and hateful, he said, All right, we're no longer going to furnish the mud, and we're not going to furnish the straw. You get your own straw, you get your own mud, but I want the same amount of brick made every day. Slavery. And they thank God that he brought them up out. You know, I'm thank God that he brought me up out of the swamp. A low down, low life youngin. I thank God that he brought me up and out of there. Secondly there, as we think about what we're supposed to be doing, God delivers us up out of bondage. You know what? He sets us free. Of the power of sin. Now, we still sin, but we're not under the authority. We're not under the power of that sin. I don't know about the young girl. I probably should have done something, but I didn't. This morning on Highway 24, I don't know if any of you saw this. A young girl was walking Facing the traffic, walking on the side she's supposed to walk, facing the traffic. No, she wasn't. She was on the wrong side. Sorry. 
She walked through there, not dressed too appropriately. As we passed her, she went right out in the middle of the highway and continued to walk right up the double yellow lines. Traffic is coming both ways. We're flashing our lights, trying to slow people down. She's still right in the middle of cars. We're stopping, going around, running off. And, I'm, and Lynn said, she has to be on drugs. She has to be, not have a clue what she's doing. You see, that's what sin will do. A little bit at a time, and first thing you know, it's got you in its grips, and Satan's got you where he wants you. And he, listen, sin, when it is finished, brings forth death, even for the Christian. A third thing under there, God showed them some great signs. You know, God wanted them out of there. And so, he sent, uh, the Bible says, uh, you know, he delivered them from, from plagues. Um, he sent uh, them uh, by day with a pillar of a cloud and by night a pillar of fire where they could keep on going. And strength to labor and to get the job done. He kept on loving them. Sent them manna every day. Sent them water from a rock, fresh, pure water for them to drink. And you know what? They griped. And the Bible says that many of them fell dead because they whined and they griped. You know what the Bible says about all of us that are saved? Not a one of us. God will not allow a one of us be begging for bread. He will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. All right. Last of all, you want a Christ-centered home? Hear the call to be loyal. To one another, loyal to your children, loyal to your parents. Heed the challenge to make good choices, good decisions. And also be reminded of what God has done. But last of all, where confessions are made. Where confessions are made. You know, to go to a mama or a daddy and say, look, I am sorry. I'm, I am so sorry what happened. It, it's all my fault. Listen, we need to embrace those children. So listen, it's okay. I love you. I love you. I told this story many years ago. My daddy and I, we both laid brick for many years. Daddy laid for 45 years. I'm still trying to lay some. But we were bricking a house. I'm left-handed. He's right-handed. That means nobody has to back up. I'm going this way. He's going that way. We meet in the middle. I have no idea what was going on that day, but somehow or another, I was out with my daddy. I did not want to talk to my daddy. I did not want to face my daddy. And every time we come together, somebody had to lay the last brick and point up the joint. I would I'd lay next to the last and turn and walk away. So he would have to do it. And I got to the, almost to the point that morning I was hating my daddy. And honestly, I didn't even know why. And it was fuming with inside of me. About 10 o'clock, daddy says, let's get out off the scaffold and take us a break. All righty. He's on one end of the scaffold and I'm on the other. I looked out there at him. I could see an image. I got up, and I walked over there, and I sat down beside him. I said, Daddy, I don't know why, but I, I've, I've just not wanted to cooperate with you at all today. And I don't know what it is, Daddy, but I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm sorry. 
put that old arm around me. He said, it's okay, don't worry about it. It's okay, you don't worry. You confess your sins. I believe that God puts his arm around us. It's okay, don't worry about it. It's already forgiven. It's in the past. My daddy held me not long after I was born in his arms, okay? He tells the story. He saw me into the world. And when he died, he was in my arms. I saw him out of here. I'm looking forward to seeing those old big hands and arms again someday. Someday there will be a place where we'll meet again. Confessions are made. You know, if you want God uh, to love you, just do right. Just a simple, simple thing. Just do right. If you want a God who cares, He does. He's the only God that cares. Does it pay to serve God? It certainly does. It certainly does. Joshua said, but as for me and my house, we, I don't know where it was just him and Mrs. Joshua, or him and Mrs. Joshua and some children, but he said we. He didn't say I. He said we will serve the Lord. Out of sincerity. That's what the Bible said, our lesson. Out of sincerity. God knows if you're sincere or not. I might fool you. You might fool me. But we will not and cannot fool God. Does it pay to serve the Lord? It does. If you want a God who cares, does it pay to serve the Lord? If you want a God who hears you and I when we cry, does it pay? Let me tell you something. The benefits are yet to come. When we all that are saved get to heaven, can you imagine how that's going to be? Well, I praise God for it. You see, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts. Works in our lives. And you know, there's been a lot of decisions made since June 1982. That's when we moved to this county. A lot of decisions. No, they haven't always been the right decision. But I've kept on going and going and going. So I just want to say to you today, you want a Christ-centered home? you got to work on it. It just don't happen. It starts with God. It starts with Bible reading. It starts with prayer. So you don't know my youngins. They are way, way gone. You can pray for them. That's one thing you can do for your children and your parents is pray for them and your spouse. Pray for them. It's necessary. It's important to pray for them. You know, time's running out, y'all. Soon, very soon, we're going to fly away. That June, July the 11th service, I didn't plan it this way, but it'll also be my, my uncle's 92nd birthday that I will get to be there for that celebration also. You just pray that we'll be able to make that engagement. I love you, I mean that, and I thank you for, the, for your loyalty. I thank you for your love. 
for your concern for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch hearts and touch lives. Lord, I thank you. Oh, God, I thank you for a church that loves us. I thank you for a church that prays for us. I thank you for a church that gives of their time, their talent, their tithe, their offering. And for all the guests that are in the house today, thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, I pray that you'd bless in this time of invitation that we would respond to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Dean, what are we singing, son? Hymn number 544, Have Thine Own Way. It won't be on the screen. If you've got a book, you need to turn to it. Let us stand.
y'all be seated while the pastor tries to get his thoughts together? Aaron, you, you and Ben come right on here. It'll be fine. We've got Aaron and Ben Brown and their mother and daddy. Um, both of them this morning told me that they had invited Jesus into their heart. And they want to be baptized and join our church. What's the privilege of receiving Ben and Aaron? I want to see your hand, guys. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God for parents who lead their children to the Lord and want to see them follow Jesus in baptism. I told them this morning, I remember when they were just little tots sitting back there, faithful, and now look at Ben. He's tall as his pastor. (laughs) All right, y'all have a seat right there. Okay. Jonathan Martin, Blakely, help me, a precious little darling with back there in uh, Children's Church, and uh, Kristen Martin, and Lisa Smith, right? I talked with them last Sunday, and I talked to Jonathan this week. Uh, they've been, all been saved and baptized, and uh, Lisa is wanting to join our church and moving her membership from Welcome Baptist Church. And Kristen is also coming from Welcome Baptist Church, and Jonathan is coming from the First Baptist Church of Honeyapath, and the uh, they told me they love our church, they enjoy coming here, and they want to be a part of what God is doing here. So I wonder, what's the privilege in receiving this family? All right? Let me see your hands. I want to hear you, folk. Amen? Amen. Praise God for people who they want to see what God's doing. They want to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. Would you take your care cards and pass them to the closest aisle? Daryl, while you're doing what you're doing, would you go open these doors back here, please, sir? Uh, Ray, son, would you come and, and lead all these out and get them fixed out there? And Carolyn, you get ready to make pictures. Uh, but we're so happy for the, for the Martin and the Smiths and the Browns uh, to come today. Uh, Rusty Cater, son, would you come? I know you probably got a word anyway. I love him. Ernest T. Bass, that's what he said. I love you. (laughs) Okay, Ray, lead these out. Remember this evening, you don't have to furnish any towels, no water, no soap, but come for the shower. Okay? We're going to have a good time. Matt, Brooke, expecting a baby. Several of our ladies are expecting babies. We'll grow a church one way or the other. <laughs> Amen. I hope you all have a good evening. I'm going to look for you guys now. Don't stand me up. Come and help me drink up some juice. Okay? I'm turning it over to you, Russ. Thank you, sir. Uh, Lisa Smith, Kristen, Jonathan, and Blakely, that, that's more my family. Lisa is my first cousin. And I don't know 
you, when you're a kid and you look around and you think you're going to get old and you're going to retire and everything's just going to be wonderful. Well, that's, that's not the real life. And I'll, I'll be 65 next month, and uh, I'm, I'm just kind of learning that. But you, you think there's a lot of stuff about getting old that's enjoyable and between medical issues and stuff, sometimes it's just not that way. But one thing I found about getting old that is enjoyable is you get to see your family. And you get to see more and more of your family. And praise the Lord, my whole family is in this church. And that's just another addition. And if you numbered them, it would probably be close to to 25 or 30. And if I didn't want to get up and come up here on Sunday morning just to praise the Lord, I got a second reason to come, and that's because I get to see my family every week. And I'm so grateful for that. If you bow your heads, we'll pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love and your kindness, Lord, your forgiveness. I thank you, Lord, for your son, Jesus, for sending him to die for our sins. Lord, I thank you for this church, for what it means to me, for what it's meant to me my whole life. I thank you for each one that's here, Father, the families that they represent. I pray your blessings on them. I thank you for each and every one, Lord, that came this morning to join the church. And I just pray that we can be for them what they need. That we can look to you, Father, for everything and allow you to fill every need that we have. I thank you for this day. I thank you again for the church, for Kenny and Lynn and the way they lead this church, Father. I ask you to care for us throughout the day, throughout the coming week. Father, forgive us where we fail you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.